Awesome to see you in the house this morning. Yes, we are heading back over to Ahitareiria, Tawahi Kitimoana, across overseas. But we carry you guys and everything that we've learnt and everything that we've grown through here with you guys, with this family, where we go. And this last, it has been seven years, would you believe it, the start of this year, seven years that Harmony and I have been here and our family you know, we've had two kids while we've been a part of this family here, and um, and our daughter has spent most of her life connected to this part of the body here. So really, I thank you guys for the part that you, each and every one of you, has played in our growth. Um, but we'll we'll save all the all the crying and everything like that for um for the 18th, eh? <laughs> but Namahi Kakoto, I really uh, honour you guys for everything that you do. My family, our family. Praise God and Paul and Ruth for releasing us and doing what we do here as well. I just actually, let's just have a round of applause for Paul and Ruth. I just want to honor these two. These two have stayed true to the core, true to the mantle. 16 years it's been now, is that right? 15? 15 and a half coming up on 16 years um, since planting Excite Church here, and um, and you guys have gone through some stuff, and you, and you've grown, and and even the last seven years, you know, walking with you guys has been such an amazing blessing and uh, and an inspiration, really. So no, I honour you too as well. I'm going to get my iPad to go on and stay on. Praise God, and I'm going to open up in a bit of a karakia. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you for the many beautiful faces that are in the building this morning. I thank you, Father, that you will have your will here today. Lord, I declare your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, Lord, I pray that you would establish the work of my hands, Lord, that, you would, that your spirit would speak through what I speak this morning, Father, that you would just simply take over and communicate what you need to communicate this morning to every ear that sits under the sound of my voice. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Wow. Different room, different room, same whanau. Different room, same spirit. Different room, same word. Different room, same anointing, same presence, same encounter. Amen? Amen. You guys are all, you're spread out like marmite on a piece of toast. It's fantastic. You're right to the edges, like a really skilled marmite spreader, right to the edges. It's fantastic. I can look everywhere. I'll see somebody. It's fantastic. Awesome. This thing keeps turning off. Praise God. Yeah, the Lord doesn't, doesn't want me to speak from here. Trust. Trust in the Lord. We've been preaching on the pathway to blessing. And we've had a couple of awesome words already. Pastor Paul talking about Jesus being our waka. Jesus being our waka. Amen. And uh, Vicky came and spoke, Pastor Vicky spoke about the, uh, the power of planting seeds of Scripture, especially into our young ones. And I am so blessed to see so many, and this stage was just full, full of whanau, and small pepe being, being dedicated to our Lord, and the whanau being dedicated to the Lord, as Pastor Paul said. And I am so encouraged by that. That's the growth of the church right there, eh? It's, it's incredible. And so many of the extended whānau, I welcome you. I welcome you to this house if this is your first time here. You guys are, are awesome. Thank you so much for coming along and just showing the support for your family as well. It's such a, a heartwarming blessing. 
Um, so that's, that's amazing. But I, I want to speak this morning on trust, trust in the Lord. And I want to talk a little bit about perspective. Are we looking through the eyes of our own experience, our own understanding, our own whakaro or way of thinking, or are we looking through the eyes of faith? Are we looking through the eyes of trust? Because I believe that the blessing, the blessing is Christ. Amen? The blessing is Christ, and the pathway to blessing is faith. This is what I propose. So trust, trust. I'd like you to bring up that uh, first scripture, if you would, please, Missy. And this comes from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. This is a scripture that has held me steadfast through many uncertain times. Who knows that all you can understand with your human mind depends largely on your experience. It depends largely on your interactions and, and what's happened to you as you've walked through life. Who knows that that perspective is small. It is very small. We can be worldly. We could have traveled to all the different countries. We could, have, we could, have, we could speak every language and, 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 and have, have experienced every culture. And yes, our experience, our, pers our perspective would have been stretched, but it has nothing on the eternal perspective of our Father. Nothing on the eternal perspective of our Father. It has nothing on the eyes of Jesus and what He sees and what our Lord sees. Amen? So who are we to start to color our understanding of this world through our perspective? This is what the Lord has asked me to share this morning. Because I am a person that loves to understand things. I'm the guy that would love to just take apart a system and figure out how it works. And, and uh, for me, even in my journey of learning te reo Māori, um, you know, I've been learning alongside Paul here. Paul is fantastic at learning things by rote. He will learn things by memory. Bang, 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 bang. He'll repeat it 50 times. Yet the man has so many memory verses banked up in him. You can have a conversation with him. Anybody who knows that conversation with Paul, he's got a scripture for everything right there. And that's powerful. That's memory. That's the power of memory verses and, and having a great memory and learning things by heart. For me, I, I'm, I'm not so good with that. I have to actually understand, like really understand uh, what it is before it sinks in deep and, and stays with me. So when learning the language of te reo, I'm pulling apart kupu and I'm going, what does that mean though? I'm not just going to say it and I'll just forget it. It'll fall right out of my head. What does it mean? I have to understand. What, what is it? And then it will sink in and, and stay there. So for a person like me, a person like that, I don't know how many people can relate to that, but for a person like that, it can be a very difficult task to not lean on my own understanding. You see, even with work, so I was working over in Australia, and according to my own understanding, I was very good at what I did. And, and according to my own understanding, I, I, could, I could turn up and solve any problem. But when a problem came along that I couldn't solve, and all I had to lean on was my own understanding, what happened? I came to the end of myself. I fell over. When the only crutch I had was my own understanding, that was gone, and suddenly I was unstable. 
when all you have is your own thinking and your own understanding, there will come a time, no matter how good you are, that something will happen that you do not understand. And if this is regarding to your faith, if this is regarding to your walk in Christ, then it's going to be a bumpy road. And all of a sudden, you have placed God and, 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 and your faith, you have placed it in this little box of your understanding, and your understanding is broken, and then suddenly your faith is broken. Suddenly, your trust is broken. But God is saying, I want to call you into something much, much more. It needs to go beyond your own understanding. It needs to go beyond you trusting your own strength. This needs to come into a place where your trust is entirely in me. Amen? Amen. So, trust in the Lord God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Wow, I really wish this would stop locking. That's fantastic. Praise God. I'm going to bring up the rest of that scripture because that was just a small excerpt. So we're going to go to Proverbs 3, 1 to 14 now. And it says, my son, my son. I'm just going to stop there for a start. This is so crucial. My son. It doesn't say my servant. It doesn't say my slave. It doesn't say my my robot, it says, my son. What's the first thing we need to have a revelation of? It's of who you are. Who are you? You are not the master of your own destiny. That is too much pressure. <laughs> it's too much pressure for me. Amen. You are a son of the living God. And it's from that place of sonship that we serve. It's from that place of sonship and belonging to a loving Father that all of our understanding should come, that faith and that trust in my Father. I've got three young kids now. One of them's a little baby, Charlie boy, and then I've got Andre and I've got Adira, and most of you will know these kids, wonderful kids. Adira's seven years old, Andre's five. Andre's perspective of the world and Adira's perspective of the world is according to their experience. And often, they deem themselves quite wise about things. And they reckon they have quite a good understanding about certain things. But we as parents, we need to know that we need to instill in them not a fear of us and a fear of consequence, but a trust, a trust in us. They need to understand that actually Dad, Dad, he probably knows better in most of these situations. And therefore, when my father tells me something, I can trust it. I can take it on board. I can trust that it, although it looks incredibly fun to go play with those real fast-moving vehicles out there on that road, that when my dad says it's not a good idea, I trust it. We don't want them to figure that out by consequence. Amen? So when we think of that in the context of our Father in heaven... We need to be in a place where we are trusting Him, trusting His Word, trusting His Spirit, and not waiting for a consequence before we decide to believe Him. Amen? So that's our Father's heart for us, is to simply call us to do something and trust and trust, trust in Him. 
You see, Andre's perspective might be, man, it just looks so fun out there. It's boring here. Things are moving fast out there. I'm a fast guy. This is going to be fun. I'm going to go out there. They're, they're all going to miss me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fantastic. I'm going to have a ball. That's his perspective. But who knows it's not true? You know, that's his limited perspective. Even with our experiences in life, with, with family members, with church members, with, with whoever, whoever, you will have an experience and you will have one single perspective. And we need to understand that our perspective is not the entire truth. It could be a part of the truth, but it's not the entire truth. Who knows that how this, this whole world would just descend into utter chaos if we all just relied only on our own perspective and took that as the absolute truth. Amen? And this is why the Lord has given us such an amazing, amazing way of walking forward in a unity of spirit. What a crazy concept that you and I are part of the same body. We are literally part of the same body, and that is Christ. And we are designed to move in unity by His Spirit. Imagine if my big toe decided it was going to live independently today. And, and I'm up here trying to preach, and my big toe is trying to lead my leg off the stage. No, but my big toe is a member of my body, and it's in line with my body. And it's moving according to one spirit. And so we, as members of the body of Christ, move according to one spirit, trusting in one perspective, and that's the perspective of our God. Amen? Praise God. I, did, I will go more than two words into the scripture. Proverbs 3, 1 to 14. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let, no, let not mercy and truth forsake you, but bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I want to come back to let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. What does that mean? To bind something around your neck is to adorn yourself for others to see. To write something on the tablet of your heart is an internal thing. This is what happens behind closed doors. So this has to go beyond just what others can see. It does include what others can see, but that's an outward working of writing them on the tablet of your heart. Yeah? God often talks about our heart. Why are our hearts so important? Because from our hearts flow all the issues of life. Yeah? Your treasures stored up in your heart, that's what's going to come out your mind. That's what you're going to speak. Words are going to come from the storehouse of your heart. The things that you speak, and we all know that the words that we speak have the power of life and death. Amen? So guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it flows all your issues of life. All your issues of life, and I've preached this before, if you're having issues, if you're having issues, where's your heart? Because it's out of your heart flows all the issues of life. Amen? I apologize, Father. I'm getting distracted by this tablet turning itself off. Never usually does this. Praise God. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. See, if you write it on the tablet of your heart and adorn your neck with mercy and truth, then you will gain favor, not just in the eyes of men, but in the eyes of God. Yeah? Perspective. 
perspective, truth. It's all a matter, it's all a matter of perspective. And there is only one truth, and that is Jesus. Amen. Oh, man, I've got to give you some examples. You see, well, here's a good example. We're moving. We're moving to Australia. Now, when I speak that out over here, there will be, however many people there are in this room, there will be that many perspectives on why we're moving to Australia. <laughs> right? But there's only one truth. Right? My wife and I have been called of God to return back to Australia. And my wife and I, we understand that when God calls, we move. We're too scared not to. So that's, that's, the, that's the truth. That's what God's called us to do. But there will be many different perspectives. Now, if each one of us relies on our own perspective, we can end up going down a rabbit hole. Oh, they're going back to Australia. Oh, I saw Gary talking to Reuben on Sunday. He must have said something. He must have said something. to. He's, he's, he's been offended. He's going back to Australia because Gary offended him. You know what it was? Reuben said something about the All Blacks. Gary didn't agree. I heard it. I heard it. He said, he said that the All Blacks were actually a really good team this, this year. And Gary, he said no. And Reuben took offense. And he's off. And so we start down this road. And then, and then oh, hey, Hoki Mate, did you know? Did you know that Reuben's going to Australia? And it's because Gary told him that the All Blacks are rubbish. Hey, Hoki Mate. And Okimatia, she goes, really? Mel! Mel! <laughs> you see where we're going? Leaning on our own perspective, it leads down a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole of our own thinking, our own, our own machinations. And, and it leads down a path of just craziness. <laughs> and, and, and we end up going so off track. This is where gossip and everything sprouts from. Yeah? You know, if we find ourselves leaning on our own understanding and making up our own stories like that, then we're in trouble. Hey? So what do we do? We come back to the Lord. We trust Him. You know, love, love believes. You know, we, we, we hold others above ourselves because this is what the Lord has taught us to do. One of my favorite memory verses, John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you. Commandment. That's what He's saying about do not forget my law. He's talking about his commandments, but let your heart keep my commandments. So what is this commandment that Jesus gave us? John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you have love for one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Yeah? So these are the, these are the sort of things we write on our heart, but... But even that, so my perspective, my own understanding when I see that is like, oh, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandment. I've got to, I've got to write it on my heart. Oh, every morning I've got to get up and I've got to remember all these things. What are all the things? And I'm looking through the word and I'm starting to stress out. And I'm going, oh, no, but I'm not meant to sin and I'm not meant to do that. I'm not meant to do this. And I'm writing it all down and I'm trying to remember. And, you know, Sunday I'm really encouraged. Pastor Paul speaks on Jesus being the waka. So I'm going to focus on being in the waka. I'm going around all week being in the waka, being in the waka. And then Monday I'm like, what does that even mean? And then Tuesday I'm going, oh, no, I'm not in the waka anymore. And Wednesday I'm going, oh, no, how do I do this? And Thursday, oh, I didn't read my Bible this morning. Oh, no, Friday. Oh, 
what is it to be a Christian anymore? Saturday, oh, might as well throw it all in. Sunday, better go back to church. Oh, awesome. Pastor Vicky's speaking. I've got to teach my kids scriptures. Ah, oh, Monday, teach my kids scriptures. And so on and so forth. And we become, a, we become a Sunday all built up to go out. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we start slowing down and churning. Because why? We're filling up all these do's and don'ts. Have to do this. Have to do that. Each Sunday, it changes them. Because of our perspective, the way that we're listening. We're listening from a servant heart, not a son heart. We're, we're listening from a works, a works knowledge and not a, not a Jesus perspective. You see here, my son, do not forget my law. But let your heart keep my commands. One little word in there. Just let your heart keep my commands. Just let your heart. This isn't about you writing something on your heart over and over again. Memory verses are good. They're a tool. But they come from a place of sonship. I want to know more about my father. Because I'm a son of the living God. I was in a hui recently for the Turner Center, and as an icebreaker, we had to go around and we talked to we talked in pairs. And I I was paired up with a guy called Hector from England, and we were meant to learn their name, where they were from, and what their superpower is. And then we introduced them to the group. Right, this is an icebreaker. It's meant to stop you from going on about yourself because you're talking about someone else. <laughs> Some of us love to talk about ourselves. <coughs> So I spoke to him, and he said, my superpower is art. And he said, what's your superpower? And because I'm a cheesy Christian, I said, I'm the son of a living God. I'm the son of a living God. And you know, see, he goes, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. What's your superpower? I'm the son of a living God. That's where it starts. If I'm the son of a living God, I want to know more about my father. So I'm going to get in my word. And guess what? All I have to do is let those commands sink in. Yeah? I don't have to run around trying to memorize the whole Bible. Who's memorized the whole Bible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't have to run around trying to do that. Let your heart let your heart let them be let them let your heart keep those commands and why why will our heart keep those commands well when you're born again something happens and uh in ezekiel 36 26 to 30 the prophet refers to what would happen in the time to come and he says i will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. And then you will work really hard to walk in my ways. No. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. What we read here is not about our will. It's about our Father's will. My perspective of Christianity before I came to know the Lord was that it was like this club that some people needed to join because they had a hard life and this was a good alternative. 
that you could bring all your troubles and all your afflictions and all your addictions and all your stresses and your struggles and lay them at the feet of a guy called Jesus. And then you could add him on to your life and he would help you when those struggles came up. Who knows that if we're just adding Jesus onto our life, then it's just going to fall off as soon as you come up against something that you've never come up against before. This isn't about adding Jesus onto our life. See, I, I thought it was all about even just being a good boy and then going to heaven. I get my ticket, I go to heaven. And if I'm naughty, well, I go to the other place. But Christianity is much more than that. You see, what my Savior did, what our Savior did, was before you even had a choice, before you were even around to argue the point, before he even set the foundations of this world by his wisdom, he knew you. He knew you by name. He knew your walk. He knew the giftings he was going to place inside of you. He knew the life you were going to live. He knew the sphere of influence he was going to call you into. He knew the people he needed you to reach. Before he even set the foundations of the world, he knew you. And you've been called according to his purpose, not your own. And he found a way and, and created a way for you to live in him and live by the Spirit. And that was through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah? So Jesus did not come to the cross just, just to just to uh, forgive you of your sins and, and then you carry on, turn over a new leaf and try and live a better life with Jesus attached. No, Jesus came to the cross to actually pay the full price of the law for your separation from a loving father and to really draw you into sonship with him. And that old you, that old you that died with him, and what he's done is he's created a new life and he's put a new spirit in you. He's put a new heart in you. And from that place, that heart, all it wants to do, that spirit, all it wants to do is follow the ways of God. And all you have to do is just let it. Amen? Hey? And our thinking, our understanding, our perspective can get in our way and it can stumble us. Yeah? So this is my message today. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, a new heart that he's given you. Amen? And let the Spirit lead you. Fantastic. We need to trust in the Lord and lean not on, on our own understanding. On all perspectives, perspectives of people that we encounter, it says in the Word that we're to see each other not, but not as flesh and blood anymore, but as spirit. You know? When I look at you, I, don't, I, 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 I shouldn't see any of your failings any of your any of your flaws or anything like that what i see is the edge of the stage thankfully and i see christ looking back at me because he's in you yeah now you might not even see that you might be focused on that old man that's meant to be dead and buried in the grave and your own self-worth might be that you're not even worth worthy of coming to church not even worthy of sitting in the presence of our Father, let alone your Father. But if you can get anything this morning, 
You are a son of the living God. You are a son or a daughter of the living God, of the Most High, the creator of all the heavens and the earth, the one who opened up the seas for the, for the, for the Israelites as they escaped Egypt, the one who brought manna down from the heavens and provided for them even when they were grumbling. You know, and, and you might say to me, oh, brother, you, you don't know what I've gone through just now, though. You don't know the season that I'm going through. I'm going through a wilderness period. I'm going through a wilderness period. Well, there were two wilderness periods examples in the Bible. One was the Israelites, which lasted 40 years. And one was our Lord Jesus Christ, which lasted 40 days. There are some very big differences there. What wilderness period are you going through? Are you going through it in Christ? Or are you going through it in looking back to the old life, looking back to Egypt and going, oh, well, at least I knew what was happening back there. At least I was surviving. And now I'm just so scared. I'm out here without anything and I'm in the wilderness. And, and you're, yeah, you're providing bread for me on the daily, but what's happening next? You know, and there's no trust. Or are you walking out a wilderness period in our Lord who sits there and rebukes the enemy after 40 days he uses the, his own word, uses himself to rebuke the enemy. He has angels ministering to him and he walks out clothed in power, ready for ministry, ready to change the world. I'm just going through a wilderness period. Well, praise God if you're going through a Jesus wilderness period because you're going to come out and you're going to make a difference. Amen. Amen perspective. Yes, we go through many trials. What does the Bible say about trials? Take joy. I'm not belittling. I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't hard things that we go through, but I'm saying it's a matter of perspective. Amen. Yeah. I lost my grandmother a, a couple of years ago. It's one of the things I believe the, call Lord, uh, the Lord called me to come back to New Zealand for was to minister to my family during this time and to minister to my grandmother who had estranged herself from the Lord. She felt she wasn't worthy. She'd done some things in her life, and she, she, she felt she wasn't worthy to be in the presence of the Lord anymore. And, and, and I was able to spend some time with her by the grace of God and by, by the grace of our, our leaders allowing me and releasing me to go and actually minister to my grandmother and look after her and work from her place and spend hours with her. And I was able to talk to her about God. I prayed for one of her carers as a carer came in to look after her one day and she said, I've got a sore knee. And she knew I was a pastor and she said, could you pray for my knee? And my grandmother's sitting there and I said, yeah, I'll pray for your knee. Grandma, I'm just going to pray for this woman's knee. And I prayed for healing, the Lord's healing upon her knee. And she walked out of there healed. Her knee was, her knee was healed. She came back the next day and she said, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm healed. And my grandmother was there to witness that. My family, my family who are not, not in the Lord, some of them very cynical, some of them gone, gone completely the other way. They called on me to pray for my grandmother at the time of her death, in her deathbed. They called on me to lead the funeral service. They called on me to come, come and say a prayer, you know, because they saw that, 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 that God was with me, that there was something, there was the Spirit of the Lord in the room when I came in and ministered to my grandmother. They saw that. One at a time, my uncles would come in and spend time with my grandmother, and they would spend time there, and I would say, would you like me to leave? And they'd say, no, please stay. And they would talk. I had conversations with my uncles that I never had before in my life. You see, from my perspective, God, why are you putting my grandmother through this? Why is she suffering so hard? Lord, if you're going to take her, please just take her. Why is this so painful? from the Lord's perspective, I need you to reach some people. I need you to make a difference. And I'm going to use this for that. So praise God. I praise God. I praise God for his perspective. Mm. 
So this morning, if you're going to walk away with anything, I ask you to just question your own perspective about anything that rises up inside you, that that might rise up anything that's not a fruit of the Spirit. This is my challenge to myself. This is my widow, you know. If anything rises up in me that's not a fruit of the Spirit, I'm going to go, where's my heart? Where's, whose perspective am I leaning on? Amen. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm going to actually, I'm just going to pray. And I'm going to close, I'm going to close up here. But I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to ask Reese if you could just bring some music up just while we do this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray for everyone under the sound of my voice at the moment. If you've got some, um, if you've got some, something in there that, that is not a fruit of the Spirit, if you're harboring something, I just want you right now in this moment, if every, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to just talk to the Lord right now, and I'm going to pray for you, okay? Thank you, Father. Lord, for everybody that's sitting here under the sound of my voice, for everybody in this room, they may know you, they may not. But right now, that they will take this opportunity to give you something. That knot that's in the pit of their stomach, that tightness in their chest, that hurt. I just ask you to just take that right now, Father. And I just want you, if, if that's you, in fact, everybody in this room, if you could just reach up your hand. And I want you to just release that. Release that mamai. Release that hurt right now to the Lord. And just pray a prayer to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to the Lord. Just in your own words. Right now, thank you, Father. Just thank Him. It's always good to thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your perspective. Lord, I thank you for your ministry. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for a new heart in me. Lord, remove this heart of stone. Give me a heart of flesh. Lord, allow me your perspective.